grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon.
For those living in the land of the shadow of death, the light has dawned. For to us the child is born, to us the son is given. The authority to rule will rest on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. With there will be no limit to his authority and no end to the peace he brings. He will rule on David's throne and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from now on into eternity. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. The words of Jesus. Look, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me, to repay each one according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life, and so that they may enter through the gates into the city. Outside of the dogs, that is, the sorcerers, the adulterers, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears this say, come, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wants the water of life take it as a gift. I give this warning to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are written in this book. The one who testifies about these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with all the saints. Amen. Following the Advent season, we celebrate Christmas. And Christmas season actually can last anywhere from one to two weeks. Like today, for instance, is actually the first Sunday after Christmas. Christmas emphasizes the birth of our Lord, and therefore the colors on, uh, for the pyramids on the altar, the lectern, and the pulpit are white. Uh, this is holiness. This is high church. In fact, there are three services that are considered to be high festivals. Christmas, certainly Easter, but also Ascension. But let's bring back to Christmas. I share with you the beautiful words recorded by St. Paul in his letter to the Galatians, chapter 4. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son to be born of a woman, so that he would be born under the law, in order to redeem those under the law, so that we would be adopted as sons. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts to shout, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave but a son, and if you are a son, then you are also an heir of God through Christ. Following the Christmas season is the season of Epiphany. Epiphany is actually January 6th. That is the day we celebrate the Magi coming to the home and, and laying before the Christ child 
the gifts of gold and incense and myrrh. But following that, with the first Sunday of Epiphany, and the whole season can last between seven to eight weeks, we begin always with the first Sunday in Epiphany with the baptism of Jesus, and we end the Epiphany season with the transfiguration of Jesus. The word Epiphany emphasizes shining forth. And this is the season of the year where we put a very strong emphasis on the fact that Jesus shines forth as the true Son of God. Because if our Savior is not the Son of God, then he was just simply a man who did great things and he tried to earn his way to heaven. But that's not salvation. Because as sinful human beings, none of us can do that. What we needed was a Savior who would not only pay for our sins and keep that law perfectly and offer that perfect life as an atoning sacrifice for our sins, but we needed a Savior who is the Son of God. And being the Son of God, that means the salvation he has won for us comes for all. And that's why only Jesus, the true Son of God and true Son of Man, it can be the Savior of the world. No one else. I draw your attention to the beautiful words of Luke chapter 4. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up, as was his custom. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. He set free those who are opposed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began to tell them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. For the Epiphany season, the season actually begins with the color of white for baptism. And on transfiguration, it is also the colors on the altar are white. Between is actually green. Green emphasizing always growth. And those texts always emphasizing the miracles of Jesus, which always pointed that he is the Son of God. Now that we come to the season of Lent, which follows the season of Epiphany, we have a 40-day period. And when the period starts, always depends on Easter. The 40-day period is based on the fact that Jesus was in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights before he began his public ministry. He was praying and, and was certainly battling Satan, who was tempting him. And, in, and during this season of Lent, we put the emphasis on the fact that we're focusing in on the suffering and death of our Savior and what that truly means for us. The color is purple once again, emphasizing the repentance because it is with a repentant heart that we always come before the Lord and we remember his suffering and death because he was paying for our sins as well as the sins of the world. And so with that in mind, I'd like to draw your attention to the beautiful words recorded 700 years before the birth of Christ, describing his work in quite detail. 
Isaiah chapter 53. Who hath believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root from dry ground. He had no attractiveness or, and no majesty. When we saw him, nothing about his appearance made us desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man who knew grief, who was well acquainted with suffering. Like someone whom people cannot bear to look at, he was despised, and we thought nothing of him. Surely he was taking up our weaknesses, and he was carrying our sufferings. We thought it was because of God that he was stricken, smitten, and afflicted, but it was because of our rebellion that he was pierced. He was crushed for the, the guilt of our sins deserved. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all have gone astray like sheep. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has charged all our guilt to him. The Lenten season ends with Holy Week. We celebrate on the Sunday before Easter, Palm Sunday, Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. We celebrate on Monday, Thursday, Jesus instituting the Lord's Supper, celebrating with his disciples for the last time the Passover meal. We also look and, and ponder on Good Friday, where Jesus was nailed to the cross, taking on the sins of the world and, and winning for us with that belief through faith in Christ, that righteousness, which is the ticket to heaven. And then, it, and then we begin the new season of Easter. After Holy Week, we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. And once again, because he lives, we too shall live. His resurrection is proof that he is the Son of God. It is proof that sin has been paid in full. And it is proof that there is life after death. And now I draw your attention, and by the way, Easter, the color is white. This is a high festival, and the season of Easter lasts about seven weeks. With that in mind, let us join, or let us now consider and hear the words of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, which is known as the Resurrection Chapter. Brothers, I am going to call your attention to the gospel that I preached to you. You received it, and... You took your stand on it. You are also being saved by that gospel that was expressed in the words I preached to you. If you keep your hold on it, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance that I also, what I also received, that Christ has died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Now if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how is it that some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is pointless, and your faith is pointless too then we are even guilty of giving false testimony about God because we testify about God that he raised Christ, whom he did whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. 
For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then it also follows that those who fall asleep in Christ perished. If our hope in Christ applies only to this life, we are the most pitiful people of all. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came by a man, the resurrection of the dead also is going to come by a man. For as in Adam they all die, so also in Christ they all will be made alive. Now I say this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. For what is perishable is not going to inherit what is imperishable. Look, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep. We will all be changed in a moment in the blink of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable body must put on imperishability, and this mortal body must put on immortality. But once this perishable body has put on imperishability, and this mortal body has put on immortality, then what is written will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the Lord's work because you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Forty days after the resurrection of our Lord, Jesus ascended back into heaven. And his ascension back into heaven puts the emphasis on the fact that the work is completed. And we look forward to his second return on the last day. He didn't go to heaven because he wasn't going to do anything. He went to heaven preparing a place for us, interceding for us, and certainly ruling the universe for the good of the church and for the saving of souls. It was the Lord who instructed us with that great commission to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing and teaching everything he has commanded. And with that, we now draw your attention. Oh, and by the way, this is a one-day celebration, and the color is white. It is considered a high festival. The sad truth is, is I'm afraid many churches don't celebrate it anymore because so few will show up for it. It always occurs on a Thursday. I pray we never forget the importance of ascension and gathering together as we celebrate the Lord ascending into heaven and knowing that salvation is complete. The victory is won. Jesus is the Savior. From Acts chapter 1. I wrote my first book, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began doing and teaching until the day he was taken up, after he had given instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After he had suffered, he presented himself alive to the apostles with many convincing proofs. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and told them things about the kingdom of God. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for what the Father promised, 
which you heard, which you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they were together with him, they asked, Lord, is this the time when you are going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he said these things, he was taken up while they were watching, and a cloud took him out of their sight. Ten days after Ascension, 50 days after Easter, we celebrate Pentecost. In the Old Testament times, Pentecost was one of the harvest festivals, and it was one of the major festivals uh, that they had throughout the year. For us, we know it better as really the birth of the Christian church, with tongues of fire that came to rest on each of the disciples as they were in that room. The Holy Spirit certainly came upon them, and they were able to speak in, in other known languages that they weren't taught. They were given this ability. So the Holy Spirit entrusted them with the gifts necessary to carry out Christ's holy command, to start in Jerusalem, go to Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And the Holy Spirit is still working within our hearts, always testifying of Christ even blessing us with gifts. There's certainly gifts to be used together with others, complementing one another as we join our gifts together, those talents and abilities in proclaiming that holy name that we ourselves cannot live without. So I draw your attention to Pentecost. The color is either white or red. Red emphasizing fire and the Holy Spirit. In other words, zeal for the Lord. Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the rushing of a violent wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. They, they saw divided tongues that were like fire resting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, since the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak, speak fluently. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and spoke loudly and clearly to them. Men of Judea and all you residents of Jerusalem, understand this and listen closely to my words. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth was a man command, recommended to you by God with miracles, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know. This man, who was handed over by God, set plan and foreknowledge, you killed by having lawless men nail him to a cross. He is the one God raised up by freeing him from the agony of death, because death was not able to hold him in its grip. Therefore, let all the hosts of Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Gentlemen, brothers, what shall we do? Peter answered them, 
Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far away, as many as the Lord our God will call. After Pentecost, this actually Trinity Sunday, with a strong emphasis that our true God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, yet one God, one God in three persons. Following that, that, or part of that Trinity Sunday, as well as the Sundays that follow, is called the life in the Spirit, and this is the season after Pentecost. When I grew up, we knew it as the Sundays after Trinity. Now they call it the Sundays after Pentecost. This is the non-festival half of the church year, and I share with you the beautiful words of John 15, words that are oftentimes used at confirmations. By the way, the color for Trinity Sunday is white. Following that, it is all green, emphasizing Christian growth. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he is going to cut off. And he prunes every branch that does not bear fruit, so that it will bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I'm going to remain in you. A branch cannot bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Likewise, you cannot bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him is the one who bears much fruit. Because without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you continue to bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. The last Sunday of the church year is called the last day. And we, on the last day, the emphasis is on the fact that we look forward to the Lord coming as, again, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And during these last days, and we are in the last days, we are to watch and pray and do so with believing and repentant hearts that look to Christ, our Savior, the King of glory. Matthew 24. While he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us when, all, when will these things happen? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? Jesus answered them, Watch out that no one deceives you, because many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will deceive many people. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, because all these things must happen. And that is not yet to the end. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places, but all these things are only the beginning of birth pains. So be alert, because you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the master of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. You also need to be ready for this reason. The Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect him. 
When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne, and all the nations will be gathered in his presence. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the earth, of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was lacking clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or lacking clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will answer them, Amen, I tell you, just as you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire, which is prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you did not give me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you did not give me anything to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Lacking clothes, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not take care of me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or lacking clothes, or sick, or in prison, and did not serve you? At that time, he will answer them, Amen, I tell you. Just as you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. And they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemev l-u-t-h-e-r-a-n dot o-r-g. May God bless you today and every day.